podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to that Chelsea podcast, episode 40, Battered by the Baggies. Just a quick note for everyone listening. Obviously, when we were recording, uh, we weren't actually aware that Christian Pulisic got injured at half time. Thus, while we were confused and very, you know, debated why he was subbed off, uh, obviously that's been cleared. So just just be aware that obviously, you know, we weren't aware at the time. So please don't crucify us, basically. Welcome back to that Chelsea podcast. Um, I'm joined without Jack Davies. He's playing football because lockdown restrictions have eased up in the UK. So he missed that game, thankfully. Him, but returning to the pod is Andrew. Andrew, how are you doing, fella? Oh, I I don't even know how to articulate my feelings at the moment, Nick. I uh, I'm happy for Jack. Um, what a what a privilege for him to have missed the game. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I'm trying to process this kind of in flight with you right now. I know you are too. So I guess, you know, we just, just got to laugh and, uh, look forward to the Champions League quarterfinal on Wednesday, Tuesday. I'm sorry. <laughs> yep. And, uh, making her debut on the pod, it's Jesse. And before I just, I'll be honest, I literally got her and I was like, I want you on when we win a game. I want positive vibes and positive <laughs> vibes only. I was like, it's West Brom. We'll beat West Brom. Um, but yeah, we'll get into obviously what happened later, but Jesse, welcome to the pod. How are we doing? Hi, I'm really happy to be here. I mean, I'll still try to deliver positive vibes despite like the horrible morning we've had. But yeah, I'm really happy to be here. Nice one, nice one. We'll get into it in a sec. But obviously with guests, I sort of get them to plug themselves. And Andrew does a podcast as well. Lots of people do podcasts. I'm sure quite a few of our listeners will have heard Andrew's <laughs> podcast. Uh, but Andrew, why don't you um, give that a little plug? Yeah, sure thing. So, uh, so Kamal, Lump of CFC, and uh, Scott, American Hooligans, uh, and I do a podcast called Star Spangled Banter. Uh, we release a pod probably biannually, so you know, look forward to our July release. Um, we will cover Champions League victory, uh, you know, finishing top four or sixth maybe. Um, so yeah, we uh, we have a good time, but uh, this is such a great opportunity to be on here. Um, today to talk about the football of it i'm so excited to dissect this game with you which i don't think we'd be afforded the opportunity on our podcast so yeah uh check out the star Spangled banter if you haven't on apple and spotify yeah well you know andrew one of your sections on your podcast is players as food uh what food mm. would Jorginho be after his performance today oh uh, let me revisit that at the end of the pod. Let me ruminate on that. I have a lot of raw, raw feelings right now. <laughs> All right. Okay. We'll go. I'm, to... I'm just trying to think of like the worst possible food I've ever tasted. And that's what he'll be. Mm. Right. Okay. We'll get, we'll get onto that at the end. I promise this isn't just going to be Jorginho bashing today, people, but um, he is in the firing line. So apologies. Right. Yeah. Chelsea actually oh, just lost five two to um, West Brom. West Brom 19th in the Premier League had won, I believe, three games all season. I believe after they after the game today, thirty two percent of their Premier League goals this season have been scored against us. Uh, Andrew, Big Sam, he just bodied us. You know what, what? What football they play? Sign me up for that every day. I mean, freewheeling, just absolute total football. You know, like just I. I think Pep Guardiola is probably you know going to try to emulate that uh, in his Champions League ties at this point. I think that's you know going to improve City ten times. Um, but yeah, in all seriousness, um, as a, as a front three, they were cohesive. Obviously it's going to be simpler to play against, against 10 for the vast majority of that match, but, uh, you know, credit to West Brom and, and credit to big Sam, you know, if there's anyone to keep them up, <laughs> um, it would be, uh, it would be big Sam and it would also be, uh, the Chelsea nonprofit charitable blues. Uh, so, you know, I think that that's going to spark some momentum for them. I'm sure they're going to get clapped, uh, by the exact same, you know, result in the coming weeks, but, you know, I can't discredit them. You've got to, they scored five goals, right? They, they weren't sloppy. I, yeah. 
It's crazy. I honestly can't believe I'm discussing Sam Allardyce's side scoring five goals <laughs> against us. It's, it's like, I've all, forget all the weird shit that happened in 2020 and what's gone on this year. This is by far the most random weird thing <laughs> that's happened in the last since the pandemic started. Um, Jesse, we actually got off to a, a fairly positive start despite how bad we were. Pulisic scored. Playoff Puli scored. Happy days. I know. I know. I was so happy. I was like, Captain America's here. He's going to make it all fine. Like, I actually, I I thought, my prediction was 4-0. I thought we were going to win this. And, like, that's not to, like, underestimate West Brom because, like, they do have lots of high force since they're facing relegation. But, like, I don't know. I just came out of fucking nowhere. Oh. <laughs> you can swear. You can swear. It's fine. There's, there's no, there's no Positivity, idea. Jess. <laughs> yeah, it just came out of freaking nowhere. And, um... Yeah, I, I, like I said, I started and I was positive and I was feeling it and I was like, right, one goal down, let's go get the next four because that was my prediction, but nope, still waiting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know, Pudi scored as a rebound from a, from Marcus Alonso free kick and, you know, one nil. you thought, oh, we might kick on here. But literally 60 seconds later, Thiago Silva was sent off. Um, Andrew, it was obviously, you know, Fair, fair sending off, first and foremost, fair sending off their two yellow cards. I I think it is contentious, right? So you look at that incident as a standalone, and I, I would say it could go either way. I think it was harsh, but I'm also going to critique Thiago Silva for lunging on a yellow as well. I, I do think it's soft as a second yellow, and I think a lot of times officials for a second yellow there might give that as a last you know, no excuses, next foul. I don't care if it's halfway up the pitch. Uh, that's going to be red. And I think that it's going to be painted differently in retrospect because you look at the tackle on the Timo cross, which was also borderline, but at the same time, you're dictating how you want to officiate those borderline decisions with the Tiago Silva second yellow. And then, I mean, for the entirety of the second half, I thought that it was a coot, coot, uh, just horrendous officiating I and I don't want that to be the the storyline because we played with 10 men and we conceded five goals to Big Sam and that should be the statement at the end of the day um but yeah you know I I think as a standalone incident it might have been harsh but fair and then everything that was officiated after that just kind of corroborated how poor of a decision that was in hindsight yeah. yeah, no, like I saw so many things that looked way worse. Like I've watched every single angle of Thiago Silva's mistake or whatever. And I don't think like he, he barely touched him. Like surely the fouls on Timo and Pulisic were worse mm-hmm. and they didn't even get like a yellow card or anything. Yeah. Yep, well, totally. Timo's was in the box. So, you know, VAR yeah. penalty, please. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it wasn't great, but we sort of, we're getting to half time. We just got done by long ball, Brexit ball. <laughs> Literally, Sam Johnston just boots it. And then our defense just switches off. And there's Pereira, he loves it, 1 0. And then he goes and bloody makes it 2 1 in stoppage time. Uh, you know, and we think, right, regroup. But Christian Pulisic gets subbed at half time. Um, I'm not going to lie, that just made absolutely zero sense to me when you're down to 10 men. And chasing the game, uh, Andrew, you know, enlightened me. What what was Tommy T thinking? Yeah, you know, it's it's difficult because I I have the utmost respect for Tuchel as a as a tactician, and it seems like in most scenarios, especially in this back three, he's done a wonderful job of having those contingency plans. And you know, fortunately, we haven't been chasing a game at halftime uh, very frequently, so it just seemed like he wasn't prepared. And I know, you know, our, our friend RJ asked a question around N'Golo Kante and the difference that he would have made. So I don't want to dive too much into it right now, but I, I do think, you know, if you had N'Golo as, as one of the two in that pivot in lieu of either Jorginho or Kovacic, I think that Tuchel probably would have felt more comfortable putting Mason out in the pivot uh, for one of those two, as opposed to um, taking off Christian Pulisic, because at least, you know, that if, if, Mason gets pulled a little bit forward, more advanced. He's pressing higher. You have two very energetic people that cover a lot of ground in front of a back four as well. So, yeah, it, the decision is definitely baffling. I, uh, 
I would not have pulled Pulisic. I, I thought he looked absolutely stellar at the entire first half as well, which I've been very critical of in recent weeks too. Um, so yeah, it, it confounds reason for me, but uh, you know, I'm sure he's going to get a substantial amount of criticism for that from, from all over the place too. Yeah. Uh, West Brom made it 3-1. Callum Robinson scored. Um, just for anyone who wants to know facts, that's his fourth goal in three games against us. The other 39 games he's failed to bag in the Premier League. Um, cracking goal, to be fair. What a finish. It, it was it was filth. I'd love us Off to score Off the bench a goal like as well, that. you know, impact yeah. sub. <laughs> and then it was then it was 4-1. I think their other striker, Dianya, who's like who again never scores, <laughs> scored, scored quite a good goal. Uh Mason Mount made it 4-2. Timo, I thought nearly fucked it up, but managed to pass it off to Mason <laughs> to, to square. And then uh, in injury time, yeah, it was capped off 5-2. I don't even, I can't even remember who scored, but someone scored quite a nice goal and we lost 5-2. Um, there's not really much to say. I'm going to just try and focus on player performances before we get into the questions. I'm going to start off with a positive. Christian Pulisic, probably the only player I think who can say actually had a good game and can feel really hard done by. I think it just says we actually afterwards he had to speak to the media despite only playing 45 minutes uh but jesse an encouraging show from christian pulisic on an otherwise horrific afternoon yeah i i mean i thought he was great like it was it was a tough international break for him but like he still he captained the u.s men's team and he got a goal and he got player of the match so like i thought like i was happy to see him start and i think he did great but i think that zh actually was unfairly treated by being replaced because he was I, I don't think he was having like a terrible game like sure he had like shaky moments but I thought that was just like growing into the game I think it shouldn't have been him to come off because of Tiago Silva's mistake that's fair enough I guess the question was wanting to go to a back Thomas Tuchel wanted to go to a back three and I guess he can't take off from midfield two although as we'll get into midfield two were pretty horrific um <laughs> but yeah Puley was sort of the one positive. Uh, Andrew, just quick, I guess Tiago Silva just rushed back too quick. Yeah, you know, it it was, con- I think that was the most concerning part of the lineup that I saw was we've had such a wonderful back three that had been rotated infrequently, but they, they've largely been stuck together, especially in, in larger ties. And I didn't think much of it going into West Brom, but yeah, you, you think about it, you know, it's, it's someone who's not really playing international football over the break. And, um, and I know that you could make a case that, you know, he's, he's in London for, for the, the break and he's going to Cobham and everything. So, you know, that might contribute to more consistency, but I just, I think you, you, you have AC playing over the break, you have Rudy playing over the break. Um, so to see, you know, if you're going to put Kurt Zuma in there, I do agree that Tiago Silva is a nice um, hand on the shoulder for him. So I, I understand that logic of Tiago Silva. But um, yeah, you know, I don't think, you know, he had a couple of clearances off of some corners, um, but you really can't talk about what he contributed because it was for what, 25, 27 minutes. Um, so it's difficult to judge the performance because the, the two yellows were brash, but borderline. So um, yeah, I mean, I don't think I I don't think that I would go with Tiago Silva for Porto, honestly. And I hope that that's not conflating or being reactionary at this point. But you know, I would have gone back to that back three with with Rudiger and AC restored as well. Yeah, the only way, only way I'll try and defend Tiago Silva is both were avoidable. If for you know, like as in the it got to the position where he needed to make the tackle, make the foul because we lost the ball Absolutely. in stupid areas. From our midfield too. Um, yes. Right. Another player who was bad. I thought Kurt Zuma. <laughs> Sorry, I know yep. this is mm-hmm. this is just like really horrible. <laughs> <laughs> just I mean, like, you're running out of good players <laughs> after <laughs> after Puley. So, but it like you know, and I realise that Jorginho is going to get the brunt of this. But you know, so we're we're, te- oh, we're, we're, we're we're getting up to Jorginho and, and cover. But um, Kurt Zuma, how many chances did he miss from corners, man? as well as some pretty slack defending. It that was... back post tap-in was, that was heartbreaking, honestly. Uh, I know that we have players that have popped up in that position. Timo's popped up in that position. Uh, Alonso's pretty clinical with those. And I, I remember Reese James also had a, a chance for a go-ahead goal. I forget what the fixture was, and it was a similar back post attempt. But 
I mean, you've you've got to put that in. I'm sorry, you know it. We we needed that, and I do think that that Kurtzuma miss uh, off his foot at the back post was uh, the point where I was completely resigned from losing that fixture. Even though I think it was only three one at that point, <laughs> you know, we were still in the match. Yeah. Um, and defensively, it was horrendous too. Let's let's not forget that he was burnt by Johnson, <laughs> you know, with an Ederson loving his sister in there. Yeah. Also, Marcus Alonso got absolutely rinsed by Matt Phillips. Um, yeah. 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 That's. But I think all the games for Marcus Alonso to try to redeem himself. I mean, he yeah, wasn't exactly. even that bad. But... Yeah, the redemption arc was there for anyone who likes a narrative. This was the day to right so many wrongs, and you just see him get burnt by like Matt Phillips. I'm just like, oh Christ. Um, but right, yeah, I feel like we've kind of got to talk about the midfield too. Obviously, Morangola Kante, he's out injured at the moment. He'll miss Porto. Yikes. Um, Jorginho, um, how, how, do I, how do I try and phrase this? That was possibly the worst performance I've seen from a Chelsea midfielder since Timue Bakayoko against Watford <laughs> under Antonio Conte. The only thing Jorginho, I feel, was missing from that display was that red card. So he's, you know, he didn't quite reach the levels that bad, but um, I honestly struggled to think of anything positive he did. There were mishit passes. He contributed to Thiago Silva's first yellow card. He got, I think, beaten in the air from Reese's stupid chip for the second goal. Oh my God, yep. Um, Jesse, Jorginho, man. How, how do you de- describe Jorginho today, man? I can't. I mean, the, the best way that I can phrase it, to quote my favorite, one of my favorite humans, Zach Efron, like his head's just not in the game. Like get your fucking head in the game. <laughs> he's, he's clearly focused on, on other things, um, you know, whatever that may be. But I, like, it, it just was not his day. Like every, like, like you said, I can't think of a single good thing that he did today that I could be like, oh, well, there's a silver lining. And I actively look for those, but no, I can't find it. Yeah, um, miss hit pass. After miss hit pass, it was, yeah. you know, I'm just going to use this as an opportunity to say, Chelsea, please sign a proper DM. Please sign Justin Rice. <laughs> Thank you. And, um, yep, yeah, you know, the, the Rice Hive is going to start again because Chelsea, yeah. I, beg, <laughs> I beg you actually get a proper DM and don't, don't rely on this midfield too. <sighs> I've yeah. said, you know, I don't want to be like proven right. And I know it's just one game, but I literally said like when things were going well at the start, these players will let you down. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, it's just a matter of when they will let you down. And they were fucking horrific today. They were. I, ab- I, feel, yep. I feel like that's the problem with being like so reactionary. It's like, oh, why go? Like, it's just like one game doesn't define everything. You get what I mean? Like, just because they've been good for a few. Sorry, I, I'm off on a tangent. I lost it. I'm so sorry. This is 10 games worth of goals conceded as well. So consider it, you know, a 10 game stint for Georgia in terms of a rolling form. But yeah, it's, it's tough. I, uh, I I do think that pivot had been, had looked really sharp from the get go. So it's unfortunate and you have to toe the line about being reactionary, but I just, I think you're right, Nick, like there's definitely a more sustainable composition to a holding midfielder, whether it's a dedicated defensive midfielder or or more of a, a playmaker. Um, but I just, I think that we could find someone for the future that's not Jorginho. And I do love Jorginho, and I think he's contributed a lot, uh, even this season, um, outside of penalties. But today was horrendous, and it's difficult to instill any faith going into the Champions League tie or even just upcoming Premier League fixtures after that. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't great at all today. Uh, Kovacic's midfield partner was slightly better. I guess the bar was in hell for that to happen. Um, second half, fair play to him. He was trying stuff for a couple of long balls. But again, it was, you know, again, I think for the, sec- is it, he, the second yellow card, he, you know, I think it was a dodgy yep. ball from Zuma that leads to it anyway. But he then plays a stupid pass and it's, yep. you know, it wasn't the Kovacic we've come used to seeing again under Tupac, was It was sort of a, I guess, a step back to the Kovacic we know we can see. And I guess, unfortunately, him and a lot of players just had an off day today. Yeah, he was he was Jorginho with the same amount of ambition in his passing, just doing it, you know, two thirds up the pitch um, with even more congestion than where Jorginho was. Um, he had that one one great weighted through ball, um, and and his attempt 
attempted shot as well. You know, he was definitely looking for it, but I think he was trying to be Christian Pulisic direct at certain points when he doesn't really have it in his box. And this was one of those matches where you look at Kovacic and, and think about, you know, those intangible players. Like I, I won't debate that he was player this season last season. I, I think that that's a valid shout, but these are those games where the non-GNA, the, the non-goal contribution types of players, you know, they're, they're helpful in transition or whatever they do when they're not playing well. I mean, they just really don't offer anything. So we talk about a midfield too. It just felt like we weren't playing with a midfield at all at any point, just kind of pylons in there. Yeah, no structure. That's all, I guess, second goal scorer, Mason Mount. He was all right. <laughs> he was all right. Yeah, I mean, you know, he was all right. Bad lunch. Yeah, he could, you know, could have, you know, missed, I think, interception for West Brom's yep. fourth goal. Um, mm-hmm. You know, again, that's him trying to track back. Um, but, I, you know, he scored a tap in. You know, he's now our top scorer in the Prem. Um, <laughs> joint top scorer, sorry. Joint top scorer. Um, your guest, Mason Mount Hive, wherever you're at, rise up. Uh, he, up. he bagged the FPL points, so it's not all doom and gloom. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Dub. Um, yeah, it's it's tough. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, when we go on to questions, we'll get on to Thomas Tuchel. Um, so I'm just going to go move into the questions now because I don't really want to spend too much analysing and slating individual <laughs> players. Um, we might even get brought back into it, into the questions. Um, first question, Scott. Your good friend Andrew, and well, our good friend. Why? How? Just, yeah, um, uh, <laughs> um, I mean that's 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 the question, isn't it? <laughs> um, uh, it's a thinker for sure. I mean, this uh, the match has given me a lot of existential crises too, in the form of why and how. Um, so yet again, I. Uh, I, I I ain't got the answer, Scott. I'm sorry. Um, I'm I'm still figuring it out. It's a rainy day. I'm just staring out the window like a, you know, sailor's wife, just waiting for <laughs> some type of epiphany right now. And uh, I don't fucking know, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, man. Um, you know, uh, one listener was actually very kind enough, you know, to check in on us. Uh, he said, "Kornakos, I know no one will ask this, but how are you all? You know." I kind of asked at the start, but are we doing okay? You know, is, is this working? Is this sort of... <laughs> the crack in your voice, are we doing okay? <laughs> yeah. my, my weekend's ruined, if anyone cares. Like, it's just... Start again on Monday. Like, what, what a waste of a weekend. I'm yeah. going to crush the most aggressive depression nap uh, <laughs> once we get off of this call as well. So uh, I, I'm going to be living in limbo. I'm just going to be unconscious for the rest of the day, it seems. So, uh, so yeah, thank you, Connor. I, I really appreciate it, man. That, uh, that made yeah, me that feel really nice to see. Yeah. And I hope you're doing well as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, exactly right. Uh, Harry, our good friend, Harry, Mr. Harry Sartop. Missed the game as I was with family. How did it go? <laughs> Smiley face. <laughs> Do you know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of when I was flying to Miami and I missed when we lost to Wolves. And then I just landed to a bunch of notifications of everyone being like uber depressed. But I mean, this is worse because it was 5-2, but whatever. I wouldn't even implore Harry to watch any level of limited or extended highlights of this match. It's It just yeah. it confounds reason. I could watch it three more times in an entire 90 minutes and just still not understand what happened or understand how to process it. So um yeah harry uh i just i i would just uh omit it from your memory and just you know, say just listen was to this no... pod obviously just listen to this <laughs> pod because you know we we are the voice of reason and we you know we're i feel you know we're looking at this game you know pretty fairly no agendas at all no no abuse no slain mm-hmm. players um yeah, you know it's definitely, pretty... definitely gonna enjoy this more than watching the game yeah like, yeah exactly this will, this will be a lot more fun uh, yeah. so yeah l- listen to this don't you know any games any highlights no no don't watch that um Trey, how do you cope after watching that Shambola game? I think there's a lot of people coming to us looking for answers. Um, do we do we have the answers? Or we, we're we're searching for them ourselves. How do how do yeah. you cope? Je- I mean, Jesse's got an alcoholic beverage, which helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she did I her thought... hair look stunning. By the way, it, it, no one can see it, but yeah, no one can see it, but it's it, it's, it's stunning. Yeah, 
like I don't know I I expected something completely different so like I said I went all out did my hair makeup got drinks like I expected a celebration Saturday but you know I guess it's like on me as well because like as much as I say like the team will like underestimate the the smaller teams like I guess I did the same but like I guess the best way to cope now for me today is just gonna be drink play Fortnite, and eat I think I'm gonna order a pizza Mm, lovely yeah I I can't really go wrong with with spawning yourself with food after after (laughs) today I guess now we still go into the slightly more serious questions. The actual more <laughs> football-based questions, not not the therapy oh, no. questions. Jay, three or four of a back for Porto. Do we do we just ditch everything we believed in based on no. one one no, 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 Yeah, no. yeah. I'm gonna say one one bad game is not enough. As bad as it was, one bad game is not enough to just sort of like change everything. I think we yep. just have to like tighten up and you know admit that we had a bad day and move on and just sort of focus on what we can do from here forward. Yeah. yeah, agreed. It's an okay. interesting question, but yeah, yeah, without a doubt, three at the back is still, uh, you know, how, how do you switch it up? How do you even take anything out of this result, honestly? Yeah. yeah. Okay. RJ, how much of a difference would have, would have N'Golo Kante made today? Well, for a start, I think we would have been playing at the start of the game with 11 men instead of 10. And I think when we were down to 10 men, we'd have been playing, when we were down to 10 men, instead of being with nine men, we'd have still actually been with 10 men um he would that's exactly that's exactly what i was going to say i think even social said it he was like when you play with N'Golo Kante you have like an extra man on the field at all times and i feel like if he had been on when Thiago Silva would have come off we would have still been sort of like we can we, it's hard but we can manage whereas since we didn't have him it was even more of a challenge yeah i mean credit to Thomas Tuchel he did say before the game you know we will be playing this game with a man down so what a what a great like, profit he is um <laughs> yeah um andrew but ng would have made quite a big difference about the field today yeah fair to say absolutely and you're right i didn't even think about it from that perspective that you brought up nick uh we could have theoretically not have been a man down um, to begin with but i definitely would have felt more comfortable playing with 10 men with ngolo kante on the pitch or yeah. a central midfielder in any capacity honestly yep yeah, NG would have made, you know, he would have solved some problems, not all of them, but um, he would have been better than the hologram wearing the number five shirt today. Um, mm. <laughs> next question comes in from Anderson. Why was Pulisic off at halftime? I know we can't discuss this, but but why? But but, but why? There's no, no injury. Um, he was our only goal scorer in the first half. We lost, we sacrificed an attacker in taking Ziyech off when we were down yep. to 10 men. Why? It honestly, you know, it baffled me. I'll be honest. Yep. I mean, yeah. I, I would have taken Timo off if we were going to, if we were resigned to taking off another attacker and not a, not a CM in the middle of the park, uh, I would have taken Timo off, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, it's baffling. I, I can't explain that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was genuinely shocked. Like he's he's the only reason we've got a goal in the first place. So like why why punish him? Like he's done nothing. Like that that wasn't okay. Yeah, no, exactly. And I kind of feel, you know, he took he took um Callum off against Southampton yep. after yep. subbing him on after 20 minutes for you know not following instructions. Mm-hmm. Um again. Yeah, that, that's because he because he didn't like his body language. Like I'm sorry, like there some things Jorginho did go way beyond body language today. Yeah, uh, Thomas Tuchel, I'm going to ask what instructions did you set Jorginho? Because um, <laughs> cause I don't know what he was doing out there today. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm on one. I'm on one with Jorginho. It's the first time I've actually like proper got in on him yeah, on a pod. Uh, but I genuinely don't know why that was a bizarre sub. Yep. And I will, you know, I think we've all, you know, been fairly, very happy with the job Thomas Tuchel has done so far. We all like him a lot, you know. And we think he's a great manager and a great tactician, but today he just baffled me. It was genuine. Absolutely. Yeah, no, no logic behind it. I think, you know, and the fact that he then takes Jorginho off at 71 minutes when the situation is worse <laughs> and then brings on another attacking midfielder. I'm just like, why didn't you do that at halftime, Tommy T? But anyway, um, next question comes from Juan. He goes, when's Jorginho arriving at the test? <laughs> Well, I uh, I wouldn't put that Juan, much pressure on him at this yeah. point, you know. Unfortunately, Juan, uh, Jorginho is not the age where we send players to the test. <laughs> He's not a young, exciting academy prospect. He's a 20, 29 year old. 
29 year old Italian. Yeah, according, so, according to his Bumble profile, he's 29. <laughs> yeah, Jorginho is playing the wrong field, it's fair to say. <laughs> After today's performance, I've shamelessly nicked that <laughs> from Jesse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when is Jorginho isn't going to arrive at the test, but um, who knows? In in a, in a parallel universe, you know, in an alternate timeline, maybe when he was playing for Hellas Verona back in the day, if we'd signed him when he was a twenty-one-year-old and before that, you know, he became a football hipster's love child, um, you know, then maybe maybe we could have had that timeline and that that arc. But we'll him and Van Ginkle road to redemption, you know. <laughs> I'm all here for that. I am all here for that. Um, next question comes in from Davy. He goes. What next for Giroud? Can't see Tuchel giving him any game time now as that game was crying out for him, even at 1-0 up. Balls into the box time after time and no one in there. It was a game for Giroud, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, Timo Werner as a lone striker surprised me. Yes, it, it, definitely. Again, again, given the the type of opponent we're playing, again, that kind of seemed a bit odd to me. And again, I remember as a time Ziyech put a, an, a cross in early and people were like, that's a really good cross. I'm like, yeah, but what's Timo Werner going to do with that against their two <laughs> centre-backs? Like, exactly. It was a really good cross, but it what's was, Werner yeah. going to do with it? Yep. And, uh, I mean, you got to look one step beyond that as well and, and yet another match with Tammy not even in the squad. So, um, so yeah, you're right. I, I think the match was crying out for him at, at any juncture. I think he was probably happy not to be on the pitch because he probably would have needed to put the entirety of that midfield and a lot of the forwards in his backpack and, and carry them single-handedly um, were he to contribute, but yeah, it was crying for him for sure. Yeah. I was, I was disappointed not to see him subbed on. I thought like maybe take out Timo like after a while mm-hmm. and give Giroud a chance, but I guess not. But like Tuchel said, he was like, like we've learned a lot today, like me included, like, yeah, I guess it was, it was bound to happen at some point. Cause like, you can't, you, as, as sad as it sounds, you can't win every game. And it's horrible that it had to come against West Brom, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's just yeah. West Brom, man. 19 in the Premier League, for fuck's sake, man. <laughs> They're going down. They've They're taken four down. points off us this season. They scored eight goals. They don't score goals, but they score them against us. They're absolutely going down, too. I mean, they, just... like, what are the chances <laughs> they don't win another game this season and they just They're get absolutely... battered like 5 0 every week? I actually I think, have I mean, the utmost confidence that will happen. <laughs> they, they said it like towards towards the end. Like one of the commentators was like, "Oh, it's their second home win of the season. Like this far in for their second, like oh, sorry, away, their second away win of the season, and like for it to be against us. Like why us? Why? Like charity FC? Why? Why always yeah. us? Mm-hmm. I know. I guess too cool. You know, he'd been a bit steep. He hadn't really doled out the generosity like you had in the past. So I guess you know he kind of caved in today. And decided we would do that. I guess, you know, I'll just add a question this. The the last we're gonna see of Ollie Giroud this season, Andrew, Giroud's last season as a Chelsea player. Uh, I guess with the Aguero links. Likely, right? Because if it's not Aguero, there are just a slew of nines that we've been linked to. I mean, the fact that we're linked with fucking Andrea Bellotti again, like you've gotta you've gotta think that they're looking to move on from him. And the, again, like it's him and Tammy as a very similar profile. And I, I'd love to keep them both. I think they're both great servants to the club, but yeah, I, I think, you know, just on pragmatism, it's gotta be Oli. And it pains me because I love the guy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Final question comes in from Dan Hill. He goes, many will write this off as a bad day at the office and rightly so, given our spectacular form under Tuchel. However, we have seen Chelsea players have a poor mentality against lesser teams. Is this inherent to the team? What do we need to root? What do we need to do to root it out? So obviously looking at results, I actually think we've drawn against Wolves, drawn against Southampton, drawn against Leeds. Draw against United, not that bad. And then lost to West Brom. So has been the lesser teams we have struggled with. Andrew, what you know, firstly first this is just a bad day at the office, isn't it? It's just one of those absolute freak results that we probably won't certainly at home get for a while. Absolutely. Yeah, you have to look at this as such a like again, like we we keep saying, like there's just 
so little that you can really take out of this as a one-off instance. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great question from Dan, you know, like uh, there is a, the, the reason that I believe that there is a mentality issue among the players was we, we saw similar themes under Frank as well, when we'd go on long double digit streaks of, of wins and, and being undefeated and all it took was just a lesser side to, to crumble against. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if it's a, a focus thing. Yeah, all of these players probably understand and, and see the fire from supporters online, from the media that they've been receiving. And, you know, it's not like the international break did a lot to assuage any of that criticism either for, for players like Timo. So, um, you know, I, I don't know if anyone looked incredibly lethargic today or, or lackluster. Uh, I do, you know, obviously that, that midfield pair, when they, when it doesn't click for them, they just do look so unequivocally incredibly poor, but from, from a mentality standpoint, I have no idea. And all I can hope is that we don't free fall like we did earlier in the season under Frank, when we had, you know, one loss after that stint. And then it's just any game is fair game for us to drop points in. So I'm really hoping that, um, that they don't take it too personally. And I hope that they have a similar mentality to the way that we talk about this match and that like, how the fuck do you explain that? Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that could, that could fuck you up. Right. You know, that conceding five to big Sam watching him stride up the touchline has to mess up a grown man's confidence. So, um, so yeah, I, I really have no idea. And I, I really hope that it's less of a mentality problem and it's just everything not clicking for a couple of matches, um, because we've got to win a champions league quarterfinal, you know? Yeah. I guess for one positive is that attention can quickly turn to turn mm-hmm. to a huge game midweek. Jesse, you know, I get Andrew sort of said, you know, it was there under Frank. I'd argue again, it was there under Sari. You know, mm-hmm. we had a positive yep. start under Sari and we dipped we fell hard. We, we went from looking like a proper good team to one, but was shambolic. So absolutely. Is this, you know, is this just inherent with team? Is it, you know, these players just, I don't say not good enough because they've shown they can be good enough, but you know, mentality wise, maybe get carried away themselves a bit or, you know, they need to, they, or they're not, they need to be at a hundred percent every week to get success. I, I think that's exactly what it is. I think it's just like this mentality of like, we are Chelsea and it's like, like West Brom's not going to beat Chelsea. Like, yeah, they just did like, you know, snap out of it. And when you look at like our next pictures, like we've got Crystal Palace, Brighton, West Ham, like we, we need to sort of realize like, okay, we need to prepare for these games just the same way that we prepare for Liverpool or like Porto or Atletico Madrid. Like we need to like approach it with a different sort of mentality. Um, like I completely agree with Dan. Like it's always the lesser teams that are, are undoing. So it's just... I, I don't know. I think I think we need to snap out of it in some way. And I think today is going to be a real big wake-up call because I, I don't think anyone going into that game expected that result. And hopefully that'll be what they need to sort of get wins off the next three games. Yeah, I guess. Especially know. going into like that, like especially playing Man City on the 17th. Like you, I'm sorry. There's, I, I, want, I want us to win trophies and I want us, but like if we go into it, like we can't go into it like we went into today. Oh Christ! That, that could be that could be uh, that could be painful. Um, we talk about Paul Mentazi, Andrew. I think like you know, Quaff said maybe that some of our like academy players have the best have sort of a better mentality than some of like the other players in this team. I don't think you could argue that today. Mm-hmm. I think genuinely, like I don't know what it was, but heads just dropped. I think was it maybe that it was international break? Some you know just want to get through it. You know, we don't have to work too hard. You know, we just kind of want to turn up and get the job done. We don't want to, you know, overexert ourselves. Cause it just seemed like as soon as, yeah. as soon as we went two one down, I, you know, obviously the man down didn't help. I had so little confidence of us getting back into that game, even at two one. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, I think that that's a pretty diplomatic way to put it to Nick, because I don't think that there was a, overconfidence or you know level of um assumption that we were entitled to this match and three points automatically i you know it didn't seem like 
Tuchel set up the side in a disrespectful way, and it didn't seem like initially we played that way either. But I do think you're right that like a lot of these players were thinking, you know what, if I can get 60 minutes without an injury, without burning myself out um, before Porto, you know, that's going to be such an exciting fixture for us. Um, so it, it, it felt like attention was split, but you're playing the match down a goal for half of it or down by at least a goal for half of it. And you're playing it with 10 men for what, 70, you know, 65 minutes. So um, it's, yeah, it's, it's tough to say because I just don't think we saw enough of the side play with 11 men, but in the same vein, looking at this game in retrospect, I think 11 v 11, this absolutely could have been a three, three as well. Um, because I think those those goals were probably going to happen, um, even even without Thiago Silva. You know, he he had his one contribution in the reverse fixture for West Brom, and then kind of dipped. Um, and it was kind of the same thing here. So, I, I I'm I'm honestly just dumbfounded. I I really don't know what to say besides talking in circles. So I'll just stop. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say it again. We talk about mentality in the team. I'm going to use this perfect example. Get Declan Rice, please. West Ham captain, 21, 22 Rice. years old, over 100 of Premier League games. He's captained them to be in the top four battle. He's Mason Mount's best mate as well. You know, get him to Chelsea. Get him to the Chelsea. Because when, when yep, you think yep. about it, like he, he will definitely be that voice, like snap everyone back into it. Like if you look at the faces of some of the players, like after we conceded like the third or fourth goal, like whatever, they're like, oh what can we do like no you can do something about it like fucking snap out of it you know whereas I think like Declan Rice will do that whereas Aspie like I love him to bits but he might be a little bit too nice to do that and with Thiago Silva gone he would have been like the only one since Jorginho wasn't fucking there yeah yeah yep 100 percent yeah once Thiago Silva's out of that side there's there's no one to uh to, I wouldn't listen. I wouldn't listen to anyone in that side, uh, bar Tiago Silva. <laughs> genuinely, I I can't lie. I just think, just imagining like as P, you'd kind of like respect as P barking instructions is sort of like listening to like your old grandfather, like going like a drunken <laughs> rant, and you kind of like yeah, yeah. Oh, so but, cute. His shirt's tucked in, you know. I know. But everyone, but then everyone else, I just think like I can't imagine them getting mad at me and me keeping a straight face. Exactly. Exactly. Jorginho just barking some it's some instruction, just be like, mate, the restaurant passed you like several times today. What are you on about? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Georgie. I'm sorry. You've been very good up till today. Um yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, not our day. Yeah, fair play to Westbrook. Westbrook's a cracky old. It's nice to see nice to see Ivanovich back. Andrew. <laughs> what a lovely Absolutely. sight. Like, what a like lovely 13 sight. minutes, what was he on for? Yeah, you yeah. you can't even you can't even find comfort in that, you know. It, it's so true though. Everyone in every group chat and and on the timeline was just like, oh, you know, blue heart emoji, just so so happy to see him again. And even that got fucking ripped from our grasp with an injury. And to his credit, watching him chase down Timo was absolutely fucking hilarious. By the way, and I hope that Ivanovic makes a swift and healthy recovery. Um, uh, like I said, that. That Bunda looked as good as it did when he left Chelsea Football Club. Um, so, you know, credit to the man at big, big 37. Just, you know, his green shorts aren't flattering, but he he pulled it off. Um, so you're right. Actually, can. that's probably, yeah, not many can. And I think that was a big positive of the match. Uh, was a, a nice shot of that, as brief as it was. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. But one, yeah, exactly. It was very nice to see. Branner back of a bridge. Obviously, no fans to give him that warm, no. that warm reception, you know. But we got to see, got to see that man again on Stamford Bridge turf. And you know, for those for those who who like his blunder, they were blessed. They were blessed. We were. Wait, I, I have a question, kind of. Do you yeah. think if there were fans at the ground, do you think that would have gone differently? Uh, yes. Uh, yes and no. Yeah. <laughs> yes and no. I would just at, think, what, I at what point <laughs> did they turn on it? You know, I. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, I've been, like, I feel like I've been crucified, Jorginho, quite a lot on this pod, and I feel a bit bad. <laughs> so 40,000 people would literally be ripping the bloke to shreds. Yes. yes. Like, he got he got so much unwarranted abuse for his connection to Sari, like, you know, back in the 2019 season. But anything he got today would have been fully warranted. 
Oh my god! Yeah, absolutely. It was yeah, absolutely. I was just thinking that, like, how I'm. Just, I'm just to be fair. I'm glad that's not like. Imagine if that was fans' first game back. Like, oh my god, that would have been Slaughter. horrendous. Slaughter. But um, yeah. I don't know. Would fans have made a difference? I don't think we'd have been as sloppy and lethargic with fans. I think they might have pushed the players on a bit. I'd like to mm-hmm. think so. Yeah. I'm just thinking because, like, I, I, I kept on getting so frustrated hearing all, like, on BT Sports as I'm watching on my PlayStation. I can't turn off the, the fan sounds. Mm-hmm. And I get so frustrated, like, when, they're, when they were cheering. Like, I was like, we wouldn't be cheering right now. Shut up. Stop it. <laughs> Fake crowd sound when Mason gets that tapping before, too. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> exactly. The, the only people celebrating are, are you know, Mason Mount's hardcore. Hardcore falling, but even though I think they I mean, would I'll, I'll they celebrate would be, any you know, goal. That's not the point. But it's just like, like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just think, had fans been in the stand, we wouldn't have never. I don't know. It just wouldn't yeah. have happened. Tuka would have got so much stick as well. Because again, <laughs> yep. I'm just going to phrase Absolutely. out there. How did Jorginho last 71 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> just, just how? That's I'm true. like, you know. Ah, oh, yikes, yikes. Um, it was just so random. I'm, you know, I'm kind of waffling now, running out of words. So I guess it's, you know, best to end this, you know, before we say <laughs> Someone told me, they were like, oh, Jorginho's definitely got something on social. Like, there's no other reason why he would stay on yeah. all that time. I mean, it is true. It's, somewhere it's as well. such a bad double standard when you bring up the hudson Adoy Yeah. Um, comparison and the the body language scenario like it really just maybe it was early enough where Tuchel was trying to set a precedent that no one is irreplaceable in this side but like holy shit did they go absolutely against that logic today um and and Tuchel you know he he basically rewarded Jorginho with 71 minutes at the expense of Christian Pulisic as well. So, yeah, it, uh, the thing you're is, right. The thing it's is crazy. with Timo, I understand it. Like, I understand, like, giving Timo the time. And, like, I think Timo gets a lot of stick. Like, to be honest, like, it broke my heart seeing after that North Macedonia game. It broke my heart seeing, like, going on Instagram and seeing how many people were talking about that miss. Like, he doesn't need that. And, like, I get it. Like, now it's social media. Like, it's going to be everywhere. But, and I hope that he has the mind to, like, stay off from it. But, like... I understand giving Timo the time and being like, okay, well, just let him have a few misses. Like, eventually he'll snap back into it. I don't understand with Jorginho. And maybe that's just me being stupid. But. No, I think it's fair because you look, you know, Tammy's injured or he's not, you know, match fit. Giroud hasn't set the world alight under Tuchel. He's, he's living off one amazing bicycle kick. Uh, <laughs> so, so the competition's not there. But I gen- genuinely, I was just thinking, like, we've got Billy Gilmore on the bench, like, yeah, it's yep. a rich, yeah, he's young. Yeah. He would not, be, he would not be this shit. Yeah. Like, genuinely, like it was I it's like just said, I looked for positives, but I genuinely it was misplaced pass after misplaced pass. It was getting contributing to getting silver booked and you know, yep. not just being an inept defender and getting again, I can't remember there's a point, you know, he just got absolutely turned when West Brom were like three one West Brom went on a counter and you just got absolutely Yep. left behind as per classic but... though yeah I, I wish i could be a fly on the wall like i, I want to hear what's going on in that dressing room like a full time i i really want to know and i wish i could be in there to tell them like like shake all their heads and be like what the fuck yeah get, get jesse uh on the touchline just you know riffing into them you know especially georgie um i think i'd be great at it like all of them <laughs> Yeah, exactly. What do you all, mean? Let's make it happen. Get all of Chelsea FT on the sidelines. We, you know, Chelsea FT knows ball. Um, <laughs> right. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not claiming that I do. I'm just saying, like, I would. I would. Yeah. Support them in a tough love kind of way. They should yeah. turn Stamford Bridge into a giant Twitter space, and yes. just let it be. Everyone be the speaker, and it's just absolute fucking anarchy. I think that, that would, would be. be so awesome. toxic, Andrew. No, I'm against this. Oh, geez, so crazy. Oh, I want to. Uh, yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I would love to do a. This would. This would have been the perfect match to do a podcast where it's just like open invitation Twitter space and just record the entirety of everything, and everyone is a speaker, and that is just the podcast. No, no the questions. Amount, the no answers. Of, like shocking things that I've seen. Like I don't. I don't even want to quote any or like say any names because that's going to be horrible. But the amount of things that I've seen since halftime like it you'd think they didn't support Chelsea at all 
Totally. Yeah. But this is Twitter. So, you know, it feels like yeah. it's such an answer, but it goes, but this is Twitter. You know, the same app that preaches mental health and a day later rips into our player for missing a goal. So, yeah, it's, it's a mad place. But I agree as we are getting slightly, slightly off topic here. And the listeners are probably tuned really? off now thinking, like, what the fuck are they going on about here? But um, I'm going to wrap it up now. Andrew. It was a pleasure having you on again. Not going to lie. I didn't think I'd be discussing the 5-2 loss with you. But before you go, <laughs> pl- plug your socials and plug your podcast for people again. Oh, no, um, Nick, it is always a pleasure. I, uh, yeah, a- every single time I've, I've had the uh, the best time. Uh, and this, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, I found some solace in, uh, in having this conversation with you guys after this fixture. And I'm sorry that this was uh, the note that Jess's first podcast appearance had to go on. And I'm sorry, I hope that you don't treat me like a 0305 white alternate kit and uh, just bin me uh, because, you know, I showed up on a on a 5-2 last day. But um, but yeah, thank you. You can you can follow me at Carefree Chorizo, and please uh, give our podcast a chance to Star Spangled Banter. Uh, every single episode, with the exception of a literal introduction, is about two hours long, so I should preface it. So you're not misled there. We're trying to get better about it, we promise. Um, but it, uh, yeah, it was a pleasure as always, guys. Thank you. Yeah, you brought up a white 035 away kit. You know, I feel like we're looking for a scapegoat. So come on, it's all your fault, mate. That's yep. why we lost. You started this. Uh, kit collab trend uh you all got your 035 kits today and we got battered 5-2 you made your bed you know you sleep in it yeah exactly exactly <laughs> all your fault kamal unlucky son um right jesse thanks for coming on we finally got you on i'm sh- i'm sorry it was not after a win i promise i say next time we get after a win, maybe i just have to absolutely wing it and just give you a, like, a last minute call up because uh i don't want to try and predict when we're gonna win again i feel like i mean like it's it's great to be here because like i said i've been listening to your podcast since like the very first episode so like i'm i'm happy to be here i'm sorry that it's taken me so long to get on here and i'm sorry that it's today but yeah hopefully in the future yeah yeah exactly and uh jesse if any people want to follow you uh where's your twitter handle where people can drop you a follow um just follow me on ooh jesse for sunshine and rainbows and chelsea Mm -hmm. (laughs) exactly very much the vibe we're going for there as for us we're on instagram at that chelsea pod we're on twitter at that chelsea pod we're on all your usual podcast platform providers if you're on apple Podcasts, give us a rating and review it's always appreciated and until the next episode everybody keep blue flag flying high Podcast Network.